Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, for he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Genesis chapter 14, verses 18 through 20. Abraham's nephew, Lot, of whom he had raised, had become of age and was living in Sodom. War broke out among the wicked kings and powers of the region, and in the midst of it all, Lot, Abraham's nephew, was taken captive. When Abraham got word of this, he rallied his men and pursued them. He overtook them and recovered not only Lot, that which belonged to him, but also captive women of Sodom and their possessions and liberated the territories they occupied in the process. The enemy retreated, the battle ceased for a season, and there was peace again in the region. Upon Abraham's return, the king of Selim, Selim meaning peace, came out to him, and as he did, he brought Abraham this with him, bread and wine. This king of peace's name was Melchizedek, which means king of righteousness, according to Hebrews chapter 7, verse 2. And he was nothing less than a type and shadow of Christ in the Old Testament. This place where he offered Abraham a communion of bread and wine would later become Jerusalem, the place where Abraham's descendant, Jesus of Nazareth, would offer a communion of bread and wine to other men, who yet being nothing would become more than overcomers through faith in God, just like Abraham did. God always uses these places of small beginnings, these seemingly little things to prove his great majesty that we cannot search the depths of his understanding, that he sees value in the smallest, most humble things, while disregarding what looks like grandeur to men in the moment. The story continued that after the taking of the bread and wine, Abraham gave an offering of 10%, a tithe of all that he had to Melchizedek. And Melchizedek, who was both a king and a priest of God, just like Jesus, blessed him and his descendants for his faith to trust God to give him the victory over the enemies of peace and righteousness. He was willing to risk all to pursue one straying lamb, to leave the ninety-nine behind to find the one that was taken and to redeem him back into the family again. Yet it doesn't stop there. What happens next is also of importance, I believe. After receiving this blessing that would reverberate through the generations, 
if perhaps he would not fall to the temptations of pride and selfishness that would surely come over this great victory. And come they did, in the form of the king of Sodom, the place that Lot was living. Abraham had delivered the people of Sodom and their possessions. Upon releasing them to make their own decisions on their final destination, the king of Sodom, whose name means son of evil, came to Abraham with an offering, a bit of praise and materialism, some resources and spoils to take from the battles for himself, some of the glory of Sodom to bring back to his camp, his tent, his family, and his territory. What was Abraham's response to this? Was his pride fluffed? Was he tempted? No, he refused it. The king of Sodom said, You can keep all the things, the money, the possessions. Just give me the souls, the persons, and go. To this Abraham responded promptly, I have sworn before heaven that I will not take a shoelace or a thread from you, son of evil lest it be said that you made Abraham rich. No, he didn't fall for it. He didn't take the Saul's armor offered to him that would give another glory for what the Lord alone had done and was doing and that which was yet to come. He simply trusted in God to finish what he started and to provide abundantly to do it. And do it, he did, above and beyond what anyone could have hoped for or imagined. Abraham was willing to wait on God, for the work that he was doing was generational, would take time to perform, would bring glory to the Lord, and abundant eternal and spiritual rewards. While what the king of Sodom offered was accursed, temporal, temporary, and as we know from the rest of the story, it all burned when judgment fell. Abraham refused to receive a tithe or tribute unto himself. He laid pride, selfishness, faithlessness, and vainglory down. Yet in the place where he offered a tithe unto the king of righteousness, did Jesus come 2,000 years ago to repay it in a way that no one could match nor expect it. And still will he come back again to bring the work to its completeness unto all that believe it like Abraham did with promise, blessing, reward, and new Jerusalem. Yet also with judgment for those who did. Those who trusted in and desired more the rewards of the king of Sodom, and for it they will receive Sodom's payment. In other words, Abraham rendered to God what was God's, knowing that God could repay more than he was able to give. And also did he render to Sodom what was Sodom's, not being willing to partake of its pleasures for a season, yet also of its judgment in the end. 
the beginning would have been grand, but the end was destruction. With God, the beginning was small, humble, and sacrificial, but the end is more than can even be imagined by men, except that it be revealed to them in mere glimpses by the Holy Spirit. My friend, what small act of humility have you either done or passed up that will bear weight in the ages to come? There is no way to know it now. So live as Abraham did daily and walk away from the temptations that could rob you of the plans that God has laid up for those who love and trust him completely, even in the smallest of things. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 tells us this, For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice, and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro throughout the whole earth. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 9 says, So then they which be of faith are blessed, with faithful Abraham. You can't judge by what you see. You have to go by what he is speaking because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Are you believing the word or are you believing what you are seeing? Matthew chapter 25 verse 23 says, The Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Therefore will I make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. There are so many that are looking for the adoration and praises of men for stages and followers, attention and ambition, but that's not the ones that God is picking in this season. He's looking for the little Davids that are sitting in a field tending his father's sheep. The Moseses that have spent their 40 years on the backside of a wilderness with his wife looking after his father-in-law's flock, the sheep of God. Because it's in these little things that God watches and tests to see who he can trust with what's his. Luke chapter 16 verse 10 says this, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. But he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Yes, God is a good and faithful judge. And just as he said in Zerubbabel, his eyes run to and fro throughout the earth, watching to find the humble, the loyal, the committed and submitted ones that he can trust. Those that are faithful in the little things, in the small and the unseen, like Abraham was, are the ones that God will trust with great and mighty promises that he himself will fulfill through his covenants to us. Because the things that God does are so much grander, larger, bigger, more magnificent, take more wisdom than we have the ability or imagination even to comprehend. So he looks for those who are faithful in the little things those who are willing to have integrity in the unseen, those that aren't lazy or selfish or envious or destructive to his plans and purposes, will he promise, position, and promote in his kingdom. But above all of this, 
He's looking for those who will listen. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. And when he says, listen, O Israel, he doesn't mean just hear what he is saying. He means hear and obey. For those who do, they shall receive great reward and be trusted with many mighty things because the battle belongs to the Lord. He will bring victory. He never loses. And on the final day, he will come to call those who have been faithful in the little things of this earth and make them kings and priests with him over the mighty things of his kingdom of which we cannot yet imagine or comprehend. In Revelations chapter 19, verse 11, we read this, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness doth he judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written, and no man knew that name but he himself, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with it... He shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. From Abraham's battle that day to retrieve one that went astray, to Jesus on the cross, giving all to retrieve the loss, to the return of God unto the earth and the fulfillment of God's promises to Abraham back there in the beginning, the bringing in of new Jerusalem, the fulfilling of that blessing spoken on that hill so long ago on that day of small beginnings. In the little things that might be laughed at by kings among men, does God birth true kings and priests in his kingdom? So don't forsake it. Don't look down on it. Have faith in the God of Abraham. O Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Give us a heart that runs after the lost one, that tends to the orphan, that gives in abundance to the stranger like Abraham did, because it is in these small services that you see greatness, that you choose those that you will cause to be leaders over the flocks of your pastures. In a man that was willing to go and fight against an enemy that did not come against him, but because it came against the innocent. Do you say, as you said, even unto David, this is a man after my own heart, I can use him. Oh Lord, we know that we have no righteousness in and of ourselves, but let us seek to be ever like you and to produce the peaceable fruits of your righteousness. To remember that you said you came to demonstrate that we are to be servants not to seek to be adored and served by men. Paul said that if I were to please men, then I would end up not pleasing God and not be a servant unto him. Let us not look at the big, flashy, glitzy, glittery things because not all that glitters is gold. In fact, there's a lot of fool's gold in the hands of those kings of Sodom that are being offered in an attempt to steal their promise. Just as the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness, let us refuse those things 
that brings self-validation, attention, adoration, glory, and exaltation by the hands of men or demons. Let us choose to take the low seat, to humble and wait for God to exalt even if it takes him generations to do it. Great is his faithfulness, for he is the God who honors his covenants and promises in far greater abundance than anything we could ever hope to accomplish. For all of the kingdoms of men will burn in the end, just like Sodom did. But the things that are birthed of God, when they are established, they will last and will outlast all of the enemies tactics. For what the Lord does, no man or demon or army of hell can compete, contend, or compare with. O great is thy faithfulness from everlasting to everlasting. Help us to see the value that you do in serving the unattended, unmended, undesired, unglorious, selfless, small things that lead to the miraculous. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.